But first to Paul Duncan. Welcome. Hello. We went to, to junior school together. We did. <laughs> and we haven't seen each other for years. I know. And it's, it's it, you know, you, you left and you went and you studied in Scotland. In Edinburgh, yeah. 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 Um, but the great thing is you traveled and you've written lots of books, but you came home to South Africa. And, mm. and, and that's great. There was always a sense of not belonging when I lived in England. Mm. Um, I actually lived in England after Scotland. And coming back here was, it was great to come back and actually felt you belonged somewhere. Because I was quite transient. You know, I was a transient type of person in the past. And now I, this is home and I love living here. Mm. And it's the kind of the love for living in this place that has made these books possible. Mm. You know, all, as you said earlier, we drive around our cities and we... We, we don't even notice what we do. it's our cities are just wallpaper basically and but but what lies beyond that amazing entrance mm. and why is that building got a dome on it and what does it look mm. like on the inside mm. so all mm. those sorts of fascinating things have come to life in my book in, in addition to which you know cape town is tra- is changing you yes know, the whole yes. city's come yes. back from the brink well i mean and, this book was was hmm. published in in uh, 2013. 2013 originally yes, yeah yes and it's been republished and yeah. i had to ask you have yeah. you seen this, this new FNB building because that's how quickly yeah. things are e- sure. e- evolving. It's you know, are you asking me if I, about the FNB? No, FNB no, building? no, no. We'll talk about right, buildings right, okay, later. Right. But we're talking in the main. Right. What, what, what? The thing about your book is it's about understanding that buildings are places where people live, mm. and uh, from what I've known of you, it's about that love mm. of not just the building; it's the art, it's the style. Sure, and they also they give the context to a life. I mean, mm. lots of these buildings, um, they've got some of them have got good art collections or good collections of furniture, or they they they, they contribute to a, a familiar street scene, um, you know, and you know, the development of a city from from its origins to now. You can read you can read it through the buildings. Mm. I've just finished a book. No, I've just published a book on Johannesburg architecture, which is the same as the, the Cape Town one. So it's hidden Johannesburg. Hidden Johannesburg, yeah. and mm. you can read almost a history of um, late 19th century, early 20th century architecture through the buildings which have survived in old Joburg. You can't quite do the same in Cape Town, but we've got some remarkable things that you know, people don't even know exist. Mm, mm. It's extraordinary. And it's, it's about, first of all, stopping mm. and looking up mm. or looking at. Mm. Um, some, of, some of the places that you've, you've documented in your book um, are not easy to access. But what you're saying is that most of these places are accessible. They are. Churches, synagogues, um, some you have to um, get permission to go inside. Commercial buildings, banks, there's an optometrist in near the city hall, this is the city hall itself. There are museums, there are um, places, places like Krutuskir, which is where Rhodes was born. Well, no, sorry, Rhodes lived. The you ro- don't mean the hospital here. Not you the mean hos- the, yes. I mean the, 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 the Herbert Baker House. Mm. And there's, mm. there, there are extraordinary places and we've, there's a there's a kind of rich mix um, of all of them, and I've tried to you know give a nice balanced view about what what has survived. But there's a lot of stuff we didn't photograph because there wasn't room for it, and there should be a volume two. There's a lot of stuff in mm-hmm. the suburbs. I didn't do the suburbs; I just did central uh, center of Cape Town. Of course, if you went to the suburbs, I'm thinking immediately of places like Musenberg. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Simonstown. Stellenbosch. I mean, totally. You know, yeah. even, down the, even down the Fortrecker Road, you know, yeah. there's that um, there's a town hall in uh, I think it's in Maitland. It's an amazing building. Um, via SMS, I asked the question: Is there an alternative to, to countries? And and, some, and S is going for humour, saying yes, there's certainly an alternative to country. It's called rock and roll. What can I say? <laughs> yes, it is. And and then um, 
I got a WhatsApp saying, being in the trade, it's one of the beautiful forms of living art. I don't know if the trade is of Maybe creating the building or an architect. Maybe. Because there are yeah. a whole lot of people involved. Or a decorator, possibly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're the context to our lives. I mean, commerce is happening in there. Social mm. life is happening in there. People are being born in there. Mm. People are going about their businesses. Mm. Um, it's the backdrop to an, an, mm. an you know, extraordinary amount of things. Mm. I mean, that's a truism. Every building is that. But mm. And how great that so many of these old ones in Cape Town have survived. Mm. Do you remember the days when we were children? And uh, you and I at, at junior school, and you didn't come to Cape Town at the weekend, or and you, you had know, to wear at, shoes if you did. And you, of course, you did. <laughs> and at nights there was nothing happening in in town at all. Yes. Now you know I live in Greenpoint and I walk to town, um, and it's fantastic with cafes and you know that whole coffee culture thing going on in restaurants mm. and it's mm. an incredible life the first those days mm. all over the place it's, the whole city's come back to life and it's really time now to look at all these other things and and it, it certainly has and the first Thursday does highlight that mm. uh, the whole things like the design capital it reminds us that sure. we've got a whole richness totally. of talent here and, totally. and 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 it's, it's the juxtaposition mm. of it all happening mm. and 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 I I, I remember once going to a Mother City Queer project party yeah. in the castle yes. and thinking, I love it that yeah. we're here in this building in that having all that. this party. <laughs> yeah. And and that's what you can do in Cape sure. Town. Well, you can now. Yes. Yeah. And and of course, there's some buildings that I'm, I'm sure people would pay good money for for people to blow up. Um, uh, I'm thinking of the, uh, the, the the buildings that are affectionately coined, the Tampax Towers. My father designed those. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Paul, nice try. He did. He did. I, I swear, my father designed them in 1967. Are you, are you having me on? No. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought no. you really were having no, me no, on. No, not at all. Okay. Um, I, I, I quite like them. They're, a, they're, a, they're, a, they're, a, they're iconic buildings and they're a, they're a symbol of, the, of their time. You know, yes, they were, yes. they were, I get that, yeah. but you still don't have to like them just because no, they were a symbol like of the time. No, no. Um, but there were worse in Cape Town. Okay, so tell me your worst ones. I think it could be the FNB building. The new, the new one? one? Yeah, I think it's oh, hideous. Okay. Okay. I think it's inappropriately you huge. You mean all the, the glass hideous. artifacts? Okay. It's full. It's a, it's of course, a, when you see it from the top. And, I've, I've, and the you view know. is amazing. I yes, think it's hideous. That centre, the Good Hope Centre, is awful. And that, that's that's a building that just never found its no. its its it, life. No, I don't know what. It, I mean, I, I think the 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 best moment it had when they used it for boxing, mm. and it somehow feels like a boxing ring. And it's sort of those, now, the shape. Yeah, and it's oh. it's built. It was designed by a very famous Italian architect. I mean, so famous I can't remember his name, but but it was it was, um, it was an extraordinary thing to have in Cape Town. I think, mm. when it, but I think it wasn't completed properly. Okay. Um, there are lots of buildings, you know, that, that are, and I know that there are lots of buildings planned in, for development sites around this, the city centre. There's one opposite um, um, Church, is it not Church Square, opposite the, um, the Christian Barnard Memorial Hospital. It's a 22-storey building, and it's way too big mm. to be put, you know, between Batenkant Street and Boerkarp. Okay. So there's a lot of inappropriate development, um, but on the whole... But isn't that what happens in cities? You it get, does, but you know, art core, and then you've got sort of... Sure, there's nothing wrong with... Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with development, but if it's too if it's too big, I mean, this, this, new, this okay. new development is huge. It just doesn't fit. Okay. It doesn't fit. It really okay. doesn't fit. And behind it, you've got these incredible um, 18th-century cottages, early 19th-century cottages in Boerkarp. Mm. It's the oldest surviving piece of Cape Town mm. now that you know, District 6 is gone. Mm. Um, why would you then go and, you know, 
bomb it out with this with these new with these new so-called skyscrapers it's mm. extraordinary mm. well for me the nice thing about buildings is that we we're attached to them I'd love mm. to hear from you the listener 0214460525527 listen to me <laughs> last night I couldn't say my name now it's 5 to 7 <laughs> just in case you're wondering it's 20 past 11 <laughs> <It's late. laughs> yes um and I'm asking you about the buildings you love. We st- I shouldn't have started with the ones you didn't like. Because a building you don't like, as I said, it those those towers. And and it, it's got to be, when you see Cape Town, you see those towers. Sure. Um, of course, it's the wind factor also. You totally. know, you, I mean, I've been in that F&B building and when the wind's blowing. It rattles. It's, it's scary. They've also got to warn you, you know, don't go and smoke outside because you could totally. get blown off. I think I the mean, windows blow out of um, Dyson Towers occasionally. I know okay. that Marianne Fass lives in there, the fashion designer, she, she, and she's got okay. two apartments side by side, and she loves it. And the rooms are all wedge-shaped, like a cheese. Okay. They really are. And um, she loves it. So, you know, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> but you said you liked it, so where does that put you? I, I, I didn't mind it. I, okay. I, I do like I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a partisan view. Mm. But I do like them, yeah. Well, you see, the thing about buildings and what you do in your book is there's a difference from what you see on the outside. Mm. And when you mm. go inside, sure. it's a little bit like people's houses. Yeah. I remember seeing that we're going back to school days. Yeah. When we were at school, I used to sell Christmas stamps yeah. and knock on doors. Yeah. And you open this door. Those. And then there's this <laughs> world inside the door sure. that the architecture from outside hides sometimes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Many- I mean, you call your, your book um, Hidden Cape yeah. Town. Yeah. Why? Simply because, what, for what you've just said, you know, the, um, these interiors, you can't see them. And you, you don't necessarily know they're there. There's one there which is um, possibly the, the most extraordinary and unusual building in the book. It's called the Lodge de Goede Hoop. It's um, a Freemason's Lodge, which sits beside, it's, a, it's in a, um, a Tybalt building, a Louis Tybalt building just beside Tainhuis, in beside Parliament. Mm. I didn't even know it was there. Mm. And I, I, I discovered it by chance. And it's, um, it's a functioning Freemason's Lodge. It's the oldest one in the country. But downstairs, it's got these Gothic rooms, which are painted black with, with gilding on, the, on the, the moldings. And it's a complete survival from about 1803. Louis Tybalt designed it. It's got Anton Anwright's sculpture in it. And there's a, there's a famous guy, Scutter, who was the architect of it. And Anton Anwright did the pulpit in the Lutheran church. So he's one of the really the greats of, of sculpture, in, in, of early sculpture in this country. And the fact that it's there and no one's ever photographed it. And the Freemasons were having a moment. And they thought that maybe they should invite people in to see what they did. And I don't know if they still do it, but I happened to knock on the door. And they let me in with a camera. So mm. we photographed it. Mm. That was a real treasure, actually, and that's sort of hidden, really the hidden treasure in this place. Um, Sarah's saying, hi, Lindsay, where is the new F&B building? I seldom go into town. Um, it's, it's one of these buildings that's popped up. It's on... It's at the bottom of Batenkant. Yeah. It's just where, the, where you turn right to go to the stadium, where the, where the flyovers don't mm-hmm. go anywhere. Mm. So it's got an exquisite view. Mm. Uh, from the outside, it's just a glass edifice. It's of no interest at all. Mm. But I think it's the tallest building, though. I think it is. If 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 you're going to get a prize for that, I mean, sure. it's like you know. Is that an accolade? You know, I wonder. Exactly. I mean. I mean, it's uh, there's another tall building that's going up opposite the Lutheran Church. I mean, and there was a it's re, it's replacing a building in Strand Street. And when that when the original building came down, I think it was a 1940s warehouse or something. They opened up this extraordinary view from the church to Table Mountain, and that view hasn't been seen since mm-hmm. the 18th century, probably. Mm-hmm. And they've blocked it up again with this hideous Sogo Sun 
hotel. Mm. And there's another instance of this happening in Burkhop, up in top of Wales, top of Strand Street. They've just demolished an old warehouse and they're going to build a really disgusting development of flats and things. But they've taken down the old warehouse and suddenly you see this view past the old mosques, past the old Burkhop houses to Table Mountain. And it's, a, and it's, a, it's really an original view mm. of, of, of the mountain from that district. And it's a priceless um, su- survival. Well, it's, a, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a priceless revelation, actually. Mm. actually. But it's going to be blocked up again. And they build this monster mm. block of flats. It's a pity. But it, there's a cycle in terms sure. of building and design. And it's, quite, also, it's also quite nice that people are coming back to live in the city. So I'm, yes. you know, and... A, and when she, when you're on top, when when I've been visiting people who live in these penthouses, it's like oh, um, amazing. As Sarah says, where is it? I don't go often to town. Mm. You know, so mm. what you, you you spoke about when we were lighties. Mm. You know, some people just don't. You know, there's yeah. no point in coming into yeah. town. Yeah. Um, the the what I love about town is that that you know you get you get the mixture mm. of of those and those buildings. Not That's not not anywhere near like you'll see in New York or or, or I'm thinking of Amsterdam, mm. you know. Mm. But but you know the, when you look up, you get this incredible incre- mixture in Cape Town of, yes. of of 19th century commercial buildings, 18th century houses, um, Art Deco, yes. 1940s, 1950s, 1970s. It's a really 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 um, rich mixture, mm. and there's nothing wrong with that mixture. And it's a it's a mix of rich and poor, mm. mix of commerce and restaurants. Mm. Um, it's, it's as cities should be, actually. Mm. Mm. And I think that's why Cape Town is something of a success story. Do you think that's why there's a this book is still selling? You've had to republish it? I think so. There's been a lot of interest in... There's people, there's, Cape Town is supposed to be one of the most sought-after cities on the planet right now from the tourism point of view. Mm. Um, the number one city on the front of the New York Times about a year ago. And I think there's just a lot of interest mm. in what we have, and we do have a lot of really, in, lot of extraordinary things here. Treasure in our museums. Mm. But I think know. that's the thing that tourists probably have more interest in many of our museums and artworks, and and a desire to engage with it. Possibly, I think this book is probably the first of a wave of okay. other books that okay. will follow. Okay. I think it's really the first one that's actually stopped and said, "Hey, hang on a minute, what's inside there?" Mm. And I think there is a lot of interest, and I wouldn't be surprised if other people. There are, there are a few books that I've seen. There's one called Cape Town Then and Now. It's mm. also been a very very popular book. Oh, I, I've seen You've some of those photos. Yeah, old yeah, photos, yeah, and what yeah. does it look like now? Yes. And Tremendously popular. Mm. No, we've always hated and, and, and our. Cape Town with the trams. Totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've always hated our environment. We've always hated ourselves, and we've always hated where we come from, and we've always hated everything about the place we live. And now we can actually, be proud of it. We can be proud of mm. it. I love the city hall. I love yeah. to sing in it. Mm. The acoustic is great. Mm. In terms of architecture, is that something that architects design in acoustics, or is that just a luck? It's probably it, it would have been designed to to have good acoustics. Mm-hmm. It's the last, it's the last uh, most important um, city hall of the British Empire, and they put a lot of effort into it. And the architect was a very good architect. I mean, so good I can't remember his name again. Um, but they but they would probably would have been designed off a template at some point, mm-hmm. and then all around the empire they would have had different versions of it depending mm-hmm. on what materials were available. Um, and that one particularly, it's still, you know, a bit of a dog. It needs a lot of work, but again, it's full of art, mm. um, and it's got wonderful stone inside there. Mm. Statues. There's a carillon up in the roof. You know, when the when the bells, they can play. Um, mm. They could play war war um, shan- What do you call them? 
war song, but when they come back from it's the not war, a chandelier, not a, shan- not a shanty. I don't know when they, you could play. They, they can it's play. Arc, not, yeah. They can play music from a from what's called a carolin, which is kept up in the attic. And I saw mm. a man play it once, and you pull pipes out. And it's very cumbersome, but the bells. Yes. Um, there's. I, I remember when I was chatting to an organist about the organ. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, that's know, in the main in the main w- hall. When you talk about the kind of cost to refurbish yeah, the yeah. organ, I can think that yeah. those kind of hidden things are going to remain hidden. Well, that one still works. And there was a man who came out from Wiltshire in England um, mm. to fiddle with it and just do some minor repairs. Mm. But it's the only one left. I, I remember that. In, I remember hearing about that. But you can hear extraordinary mm. music mm. being played by the bells. Mm. Like carols and mm, things. Mm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very limited repertoire, but mm. when you hear it, mm. it's extraordinary. And they used to play it, play it when people came back from battle or from the First World War or the Second mm. World War or mm. maybe even the Boer War, I don't know. But, um, and it still works. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you also talk about churches. Mm. In your book, you've got uh, this uh, church in Woodstock, which I... The Greek Orthodox. Yeah, which, which is where? Is it near the main road? It's in... Uh, it's... It's just off the main road. In that area, okay. In that area, there are, it's, a, it's the Greek Orthodox Cathedral, and it looks like it's a, it's a neoclassical building on the outside, not very interesting, but on the inside, it's extraordinary with gilding and, mm. you know, frescoes yeah. and that you, know, you would find kinds of things. That you would find, you would find in, Greece. in Europe. Yeah, yeah totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, is... Uh, about gardens, but I mean that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, you being an editor of Homes and Gardens, um, you have an, an eye and aesthetic for that. But the choosing of what to put in a book must have been monumentally difficult. And uh, photograph, I mean, because also a lot of this, I mean, it's not just the text, and your photographer is Alan um, Proust, and not the the. The famous one, not the not the famous <laughs> writer. No, he died a century ago. Um, choosing them, it was they had to be. I mean, there were lots of churches, for yes, example. Yes, and we chose. I chose ones which were good examples of that of that type. Mm. So, if it was a Herbert Baker, it would mm. have to be the best of the Herbert Baker. Mm. Um, if it was something really extraordinary and rare, then I'd put that in. Mm. Um, if it was a curiosity, like the Two Palms Mosque in Long Street which has been a mosque since the 18th century, mm. and it's still there, and it's, it's busier than ever before. Mm. That had to go in, and it's an, it's an interesting place. It's got a very interesting history. Um, there's a church designed by a man called Gerard Murdeck, which is just the, that modern church beside the, um, the gates to the Mount Nelson Hotel. And he's the man, one of the designers of the, um, the, t- the um, Fortrecker Monument outside uh, Pretoria. Mm. It's a fascinating, fascinating building. And there's this one, this this Hrefemidekerk um, Tafelberg in um, in the east in the east side of, at the east side of the city behind Parliament. Um, you'd never know it was there. It's an enormous, enormous church, mm. and it takes up a whole block of the city. And you would never know it was there. It's mm. at the front, and the front it looks like a house. And I, I crept in one day. I saw the door open on a Sunday, and I crept in thinking this is an extraordinary. It's a it's a weird surviving house. And to my horror, I walked straight into a service of the entire congregation turned around to look at me. <laughs> uh, Who are you and what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And they're yeah. all in suits and you know, smartly dressed. And I just wanted to see what this extraordinary place, mm. with this hammer beam ceiling, painted ceiling, this mm. extraordinary organ being mm. played. Amazing, amazing, amazing mm. find. 
Lots of things like that. In terms of, of large venues, is it possible to have a large venue that has an aesthetic? Um, you know, we've been talking about um, uh, museums yeah. and churches. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm thinking of a, a collective place. I mean, was that what the 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 one that we didn't like that I've gone blank with oh, the Baxter Theatre no no oh, not the, the Baxter the, the, other, the, the Good Hope Centre yes, yes well yeah, sure there's oh, a words. new building that probably our most advanced building mm-hmm. and one of our it's going to be seen as one of the best contemporary buildings in Africa at some mm. point if not you know mm. by the end of this year it's the Zeitzmocker Museum at mm. the waterfront it's been you know we had those old silos which were mm. I think they were built at the turn of the century and they've been turned into um, a museum of contemporary art Africa. And the architect's a man called Thomas Heatherwick, who's, you know, the enfant terrible of, of contemporary architecture, uh, London-based. And we have a building by him in the center of our city. And that building has, and these, these silos are made of concrete, and they've been carved out on the inside so that they've be, they're having been su- literally cylinders, mm. separate cylinders, they've been carved out on the inside to create this extraordinary space which is going to hold the 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 most important collection of African art anywhere. And so, yeah, you can make an extraordinary, you can come up with an extraordinary aesthetic in a public place. Mm. I mean, look at the Tate Modern, for example, in mm. London. Mm. Um, but those are museums and they don't have numbers of people. I'm thinking of like a gathering as a venue. as a Like know. a railway station or something. Or well, yeah, a railway station, a music venue, uh, you know. Sure. Um, uh, are you thinking of a, mo- of a modern one, possibly? I, I'm just I'm just putting there and, and also asking listeners. O two one four four six oh five six seven. Let's go to John in Tableview. Good morning, uh, evening. Uh, good evening, still. Uh, one of the most fantastic views I've I've gone into as a building is the old Board of Executors at the bottom of Wales Street. That's now the Taj Hotel. Yes. I uh, just the floor designs, the columns, the sculptures of of. Uh, marble and granite that they've used in the reception area and then I don't know whether you've ever been up to the presidential suite up there but it has the most amazing Juliet balconies that overlook Mm. uh, St. George's Cathedral and then as you gradually look up towards Table Mountain and you see uh, that sort of area up to the um, uh, top of gardens Yes, it's an incredible view, even looking down at the Mount Nelson Hotel. Yes, that, that, that building's that in the book. Mm, we put uh, it... We, sorry. Yeah, and, and uh, to me, that's one of my... Uh, I remember places that I've been to once uh, mm. that's given a completely different perspective of, of Cape Town. The downside of those Juliet balconies on the, t- on the top of the Taj Hotel is they look, overlook the roof of St. George's Cathedral, which you can see is full of holes. And it's actually <laughs> literally falling apart. And it's, what, it's, what a wonderful building. And it's, it's right now, and it's highlighting the plight of old buildings for which there isn't mm. any money to look mm. after them. Mm. And St. George's Cathedral is one of them. And you only yes, see sir. it if you look down on it from the Taj Hotel. Okay. Yeah, but it's a beautiful, also, um, quartz um, verdite roof from the copper, yes. the aging of it. That's right. It's oh. the most amazing mm. view that mm. you'd never see from no, exactly. St. George's Cathedral no, you're absolutely you know, right. by looking up. Yeah, but you see the age and the uh, the sculpture and the roof design. Yes, is absolutely amazing from from that balcony. Yes, we we photographed quite quite comprehensively inside the cathedral, 
and there's a lot of really really interesting museums in there. I mean, I mean memorials in there to people who we've completely forgotten about. Mm. I mean, the man who stopped slavery, what was he called? <laughs> His memorial is in the crypt, actually. Um, inside the and cathedral. St. George's Grammar School started from there as that's well. Right, that's right. Mm. Uh, it was the first home of the old grammar school, which is over 100 years old now. That's right. That's right. Now moved. John, thanks yeah. for your call. What's Thank your you. worst building in Cape Town? John? Um, I, I would also agree with you. Some some mad architect designed those pepper pots. Um, I, I think that's... <laughs> I, I think whoever did that was completely destroyed the the look of Table Mountain. We were actually looking at it today um, from um, Milneson side on the bay, and it it just stands out to me that it it was something that shouldn't have been done in 1967. He probably was a master architect in those days. My father designed been, them. I know, I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were having him on. I thought you were having yeah, me on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I just think it's a legacy of a building against the mountain mm. and the natural fauna and flora. But you know what? But, but you know what? You can, they could always come down. They're not, it's not like they're there forever. And they could easily have a, sh- have a shelf life. You know, and you, t- you take them down and, you know, the mountain's virgin territory again. And nothing's nothing's forever. They haven't really. They, they haven't. There's no hole being dug. You know, it was some huge gouge, yeah. gouging yes, out of the mountain. True. You know, yeah. they haven't destroyed anything. They just destroyed a, a vision. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's the other place which is very interesting is um, behind the Junction Hotel mm. used to be very old warehouses. Yeah. Uh, um, where um, some of the nightclubs are and Beluga yes. uh restaurant. And that whole precinct there is completely unheard of when you go in there. Uh, it's a completely different view that you have of this old smell of tobacco factories and things like yes, that. Yes, yes. And uh, even the V&A Hotel used to be an old uh, warehouse. Yes. Before it was converted into a hotel by Mr. Markovitz uh, yes. in, in the 80s. And that was another building which had most amazing roof styles and things like that, which I don't think that we we appreciate now. It's just a hotel, but the people who designed it and built it, it's 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 going to stay uh, immortalised, I think, in our Cape, Cape Town uh, heritage for the future. Thanks for your call, John. Appreciate that. Um, I've got an SMS, two SMSs about the church, because oh. that's what happens. People are listening and they're clever clogs. And uh, two people have told me that it is the Greek church in Mountain Road. in the Mountain Stock. Road, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course, they haven't put their names there, so I can't um, say anything. Mary, uh, Mary Jean, is it Mary Jean or Mary Jean? No, it would be Mary Jean from Plumstead. Hi. Okay. Okay, Oyama, you can maybe check to see why I'm calling her. Maybe she's um, lost the chies. <laughs> <laughs> Parliament is, is a building that also has got all sorts of different corners and um, different lighting um, and uh, columns and textures and statues. And I don't know how many people go to the Parliament. It's a fascinating collection of buildings, actually. It's got all sorts of treasure in it, paintings, furniture, architectural styles, as you say, um, statues. 
Um, I did try to photograph it for the book, and um, it, it, there was this wonderful word, word called obfuscation, and they oh. just stopped me. Yeah. And I got emails backwards and forwards, and it wasn't worth the trouble. Well, it was just a pain in the ass, actually. Mm. Um, mm. And it's a really beautiful place. It actually, belongs to all of us. Why couldn't I photograph it? Mm. And I said in my introduction the, that actually, you know, the you, joke is they tell you you can't take photograph. I've gone with students from Google Earth, yeah, and they were all taking photographs. No one yeah. actually cares. Exactly. They just tell you that at the beginning, but yeah. there's no one there. Um, to to stop you, so I mean, but obviously you couldn't do it without permission. Let's let's try um, Mary uh, Jean in Plumstead again. Hi. Hi. Yes. Um, just a comment on the cathedral. In fact, most of the car park is now blocked off because they are are redoing the roof. Oh right, they've started. And think, yes. And I think the slate has been imported from Wales. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and so, yeah, so it is being fixed. Um, right. And there were holes in the roof, it's correct. That's right. There was a moment when we one wondered what was going to happen to it. Now, you it looked sound, very fragile. You sound excited that the slate is imported. Wouldn't it be nice if it came from here? Because there's something about using local materials to make... I don't know that the original slate didn't also... Cut. They must be using the, the, the original source. I, I, mm. I, I, I couldn't say, but I, mm. I would well, be surprised if no, they changed it. No, it, it yeah. Um, no, I, I um, have con- I have connections and used to go to church and I went to the presentations um, oh. when they were looking for funding. Right. And they were yeah. And for some reason they couldn't source uh, it elsewhere. And I think part of it was because um, they were they were wanting they, it, it needed to match. That's right. So, oh, right. Okay. Yes. Of course. And I think the tiles are something like 125 rand each. So I mean, it's a massive job. Yes, I'm sure but it is. Ma- and, and part of the problem was they were waiting to get funding. Right. Which has been most generously um, um, given, I think, from folk in the UK. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, quite a lot of it. But yes. yeah, no, there was there was um, there was that funding. But the um, there's this sort of big blue. Um, Banner um, runs most of the car park now, and right, they're fixing the roof. Oh, wonderful! I mean, and it, and it does take care and attention, and often uh, crowds of people getting together to to realise the importance of restoring these wonderful buildings. Mm. Another building here in your book is the um, what? It's it's the observatory. observatory yeah. Yes, which is also but, something that people go past. And actually, you should go there. There's a collection of buildings on that site. There's um. And they're all really, really fascinating. And some of the old telescopes, well, in fact, all the old telescopes are still there. And um, you can, uh, I think they still work. And you can go and have a tour around them and you can go and study the stars through them. And it's fascinating. It's, mm. on a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like mm. a little island on its own. Mm. Marilyn and Bergfleet, good morning. Um, good morning. Yes, about St. George's Cathedral. What a beautiful cathedral. And it's uh, it's a place that I'm sure a lot of people just walk past and they don't even go in. Many people don't even know. It's just magnificent. But um, about the roof, there has been an ongoing call for donations um, for some time. And it's quite a lot, a lot of donations have come in, but still ongoing. And the appeal is to people to even a small amount to to donate 125 rand, which will pay for a tile. Oh, that's good. So that's anyone who would like to just get hold of the church and they're still wanting donations. So I'm sure that Capetonians who are interested in that would love to give something towards our really grand 
um, architecture and church in I, Cape Town. I quite like that. I also quite like that. For, for 125 a you can own a tile. You can own a tile. Yes. I mean, I you love know, that idea. You know, it's different well from done. owning a penguin, you no, know. Definitely, you definitely. know, and you can say that's my uh, tile, you know. Definitely. Yes. Or you can buy a few tiles. Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. But, but yes, so a lot is coming, but they still are needing much more. So this is a really good cause. You can buy the app's roof. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting us okay. know about that, Thank Marilyn. You. Appreciate that. Jack in Milneton, good morning. Ah, oh, evening. Hi. Um, the old buildings I like are the Rhodes Memorial Zoo buildings yes. on Table Mountain. That's right. The, that my father was an architect, and he found me the original plans for the layout of how the zoo looked. And he would walk around with me and show me where all the buildings used to stand and how it would have looked. When I was a child, we used to be taken to look at the lions in that in those old lion in that old zoo. That probably dates me, but I remember behind the zoo was a field full of donkeys. And we always presume these old derelict donkeys were the fodder or the food that could be shunted into to the lands in the zoo. And I remember it vividly. Um, also, my dad used to point out that they have all sorts of exotic fauna there, such as trees from Egypt that you don't actually see anywhere else in southern Africa. Right. That's interesting also. Thanks for sharing yeah, yeah. that yes. with us, Jack. Appreciate yeah, thank that. You. Thank you. You take care. The Huguenot House. Yes. Um... It's a, it's a, it's on the corner of Hyde Street and Loop Street. It's actually a jeweler's now, and it was going to be demolished. And it's a, it's a, an early nineteenth century or to eighteen thirties building. And um, somebody, this guy bought this jeweler, bought it, and he unpicked all the old paintwork inside it, the, the, new, the new paintwork inside it, and he found all the old paint decoration, the trompe from an earlier building on the site, and also from the nineteenth century building, and he's restored it. Beautiful. And it's amazing. All it was this a, kind of stuff. It was, a, it was a wealthy household when it was built, and it became a wine merchant or something in time, and it's all still survived. It's amazing. I think you can knock on the door and they'll show you around. Mm. It's called Prince and Prince. So do you think there's something in this knocking on the door kind of approach you to buildings? Try. <coughs> okay. You can try. You can try. My office is in Loop Street, and it's yeah. also an old house, and... Um, People knock on the door all the time, oh, and you okay. just have to. If you can, you can. If you can't, mm, then mm, you can't. Mm. But I'm always very happy to show people around. Mm, mm. It's quite nice, actually. Now, um, to to step aside from this particular book, this is not your first book, and in fact, no. you are now uh, in publishing. I decided I don't want to write anymore because it's too time consuming, and you can only really do two big books in a year. Mm. And um, I thought I'd rather publish books. Mm. There's so much to publish in southern in South Africa. Mm. Um, and get other people to write them. So we're doing books on architecture, interiors, contemporary architecture, travel, food, gardens, design, craft, fine art. Lots and lots and lots and lots of subjects which never get an, an, you know, an airing uh, at all. But you reckon there's a market for all of that? Yeah, I think there is. Mm. I th you know, it's weirdly, oddly, everyone's, everyone predicted the demise of the book when digital, the whole digital world mm. came to us. Mm. But that hasn't happened at all. Mm. Uh, people are buying books. I mean, here they're expensive because paper's expensive. And the exchange rate is expensive, is you know, massive um, to the pound and the dollar and everything. 
But um, no, people are buying books. Mm-hmm. People always like the smell of them and the weight of them, mm-hmm. and it's quite nice well, to sit well, down and this page is a, through. There's a story, and I'm sad that you're not writing anymore because you know there's something about getting in t- inside of it. Um, this uh, the synagogue here that I've got, the old synagogue. Yes. I mean, this looks like something from a movie set. These sort of angelic wings that those, look like they've got the face of a fish. Those wings are actually there was a. It's the old synagogue which isn't used anymore as a synagogue. It's a museum. It's beside the the new the, the big the great synagogue and there was an exhibition of um the work of a sculptor and those wings were by the sculptor and actually I, his, I, I, i've got amnesia tonight but the caption will say who who he is um so yeah there's a there's a lot of art and uh, herman wald that's right yeah yeah um, via the SMS, uh, somebody doesn't say their name. In terms of Parliament, it says the fact that they won't allow you to photograph it should tell you it doesn't belong to all of us. Well, actually, that's just a security thing. Most most buildings around the world, they don't let you photograph. So let's get real about that. But the point is they just say it and then it's, it's not carried through. Um, and he says the worst building around Cape Town is the road agency building, the corner of Durban Road and the N1 turnoff, Belleville. Could be. Don't um, know. Don't know that one. Down the four tracker road somewhere. Could be. No idea. Now, when you republish a book, mm. is is there a temptation to just kind of zhuzh it up rather than, as you say, look and find all the stuff that you could, didn't put in the first one and, and perhaps have a second edition rather than republish it? Not really. It's expensive to do that. So you, you generally just want to... Uh, represent it you know just okay. um you can you can update it but then you're really pr- producing a completely new book mm. the the second edition of this particular book of hidden cape town we had to remove um the irma stern museum because we had copyright there was copyright issues mm. over some of the paintings that we'd, we'd okay. published so we you can take things out ah. but it's difficult to put new material in ah okay so generally don't really like to touch it too much okay um the books that you're publishing now uh, as a publisher it, it gives you freedom um and totally. i can see that you can also you can also work with content mm. you can create things for people um in the digital world i suppose that's getting easier and easier or not it is um I mean, the two digital books and print print books are two very different things um you can have much, much more. There's much more versatility and dynamism in a in the digital world. Mm-hmm. The printed book tends to just it's kind of one dimensional. But when we produce a book, we we're trying right now to produce a digital version of it, or to have some kind of digital world around it, so mm. that so that what you see in print is actually only the shop window mm. to what what other things you can you can look. It takes into. you on a journey. Yeah, totally. Um, Johan from Somerset West. Hi. Hi. Good evening. Hello, good evening. Hi. Go ahead. Hello. Um, I was I was wondering if, if anybody is familiar with uh, um, a building in Hoff Street in Cape Town, the Space Bonus Students Res. Um, trying to think. Is it halfway up Hoff Street? Describe it for us. It's opposite the hospital. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful old building. Yes. That's been kept fantastically well by by the space boner. That's right. Um, yeah, and and the building. I, I think, if I remember correctly, the, the the property 
um, was donated by Merriman, John Merriman, the ex-governor yes. um, of the Cape. And it, it's a private, uh, private residence for students um, who study in the Cape, That's the, right. you know, at the Cape Techs and universities. And it, it's a fantastic characteristic old building with wood panelling, wooden floors. It, it, it's, it's just an architectural beauty. And it's it's been it's been really kept in right. excellent excellent nick by the current uh, management. Right, I've never I've ne- I never considered it actually, but you're absolutely right. I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's um, I think it's Victorian, and it's, yes, it's and it's got a modern a modern houses of residence right beside it, and you look at it down uh, the driveway and you think, how on earth did that happen? <laughs> I'm I'm not sure about it. As far as I know, these these no. Um, there's been no modifications or modern um, architecture added to the oh, to the actual building. building, right? Yeah, yeah. We're thinking. I'm thinking of doing a volume two of this book of Hidden Cape Town, and that might well be something to look into. I never thought about it. Thank you very much for telling me about that. Thanks, Please, Johan. Okay. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, your book, um, Perfect Hideaways. Yes. Um, what What was that about? Going out of Cape Town. It's all over. It's it's supposed to be all over the country. It's mostly in the in the. It's mostly in the Eastern Cape and the and the Western Cape, mm. and it's holiday houses. Yes, I mean the one is uh, in in Churchhaven, which is yeah, uh, and the, yeah, and the one on the front cover is, uh, is outside Barrydale. It's holiday houses. It's literally where it's the kind of places we all like to go mm. for weekends when we want to go on holiday. It's got places with water beside them where you can go for a walk. Mm. Where you put your feet up. You don't mind if the chair's got three legs and the fourth leg is a pile of bricks. You know, and, and it's just really, really comfortable, undecorated. Um, functional. Functional, homely, but really lovely places, emotive mm. places to live in. Mm. So it's called Perfect Hideaways in South Africa. And Perfect Hideaways is actually, is actually a company that you can, um, you can if you want to rent um, that kind of house, you, you can go on their website. And actually all these houses turn out to be you know, um, available to rent. But it's extraordinary the the popularity of that book. Um, it's gone into something like its third edition, and it was number one on the bestseller list and exclusive for ages and ages. And we're busy with the second one right now. Mm. I was remembering your house in London yeah. and how you had a, um, a fireplace in your bathroom. I did. I lived in an 18th century, an early 18th century house in a place called Spitalfields which is between St. Paul's and Brick Lane. In fact, Brick Lane was at the bottom of my road. And I used to, when I graduated from university, I, I, I used to run a thing called the Spitalfields Historic Buildings Trust. And we used to buy all these ancient houses. They were the oldest surviving houses in London with wooden paneling on the inside. Mm-hmm. And we'd buy them and sell them on to private people with a covenant attached, saying that you, wouldn't, you weren't allowed to destroy them in any way. And um, what was a slum when we started buying up is now one of the most expensive areas in London. And I had a house there where, when I worked there, and it was, a, it was a paneled bathroom with a fireplace in the corner. I don't think it ever worked, but maybe it did work. The one in the kitchen, we had a fireplace in the kitchen also. We used yes. to feed derelict furniture from skips into it in those <laughs> perishing winters. 
We're talking about buildings. We're talking about books uh, and and judging from the people who've called in. There is an interest in buildings. Definitely. And it's about that sense of discovering something you never knew. The nice thing about a book is is that it, it tells you a little bit about the mm. building. And I'm wondering, you're talking about digital, is if we're going to get into the point where we do, where you can you can get information so you can actually walk you know, in 3D and you go to the building and then uh, you know, somebody tells you about the building. Um, uh, obviously, the, the, the ideal would be to have someone like yourself who's knowledgeable to talk, but that's incredibly labor-intensive. But you could, you could, you're building by building in, that, in Hidden Cape Town, you could yeah. put a QR code on each, on e- at each chapter and the QR yes. code will then link you to audio and to other yes. visual things and yes. other digital um, um, experiences. Mm. Um, so you could you could you you could have the full gamut of experience about you know one place mm. which you can't if you just if you just have a, a paper a, no a printed version of it. Yes. Yes. Um, but you know there's also the art of decorating with books and a, how, how nice does a wall of books look? Um, in, a, in a room, with all a, bo- a bookcase filled with mm. different coloured spines and things mm. like that, and, and I love books, and, I, and all the people that I find myself associating with in the production of books feel the same way about it. You know, we spend mm. hours it's choosing. The touch and feel. We mm. spend hours choosing mm. paper, yes, and paper quality, and yes. judging what covers should look like, and typography. It's all those wonderful tactile things, which are coming back again, mm. which I'm really delighted about. And judging for the fact that you've re-released this, it means yeah. that they're, they're, new, they're new legs. And I, I think constantly as Cape Tonians, we need to be reminded there, there's a thirst for, for these kinds of things. I mean, you were reeling a list mm. of the, the books that you've got in production. Mm. When are those coming out, Paul? We've got... This year or this will year. they take another year? We've got Does it takes a while to... to it takes to, about eight to, months, okay. um, eight or nine months. We've got books coming out in September and March next year. Okay. Um, um, Betty Milnerton says, has your guest visited the Volrad Voltamada house in Weymouth Street, Brooklyn? No, I haven't. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. I haven't. You, you know so well that you haven't been there. Yeah. No, I haven't been there. But, okay. Yeah. Why, why do you know you haven't been there? Have you done it consciously? N- no, I okay. just... I, it, I, I know it's not something to photograph with this kind of book. Okay. It's a different sort of thing. Thank you. Thing. Paul Duncan, the author of Hidden Cape Town, is with me in the studio. Paul, to wrap up, if you were to say for listeners, what are the buildings they should actually go inside, not just look at the outside? What the most important one mm-hmm. is um, the old mutual building in, in Darling Street. Mm-hmm. On the eighth floor, it's got these extraordinary uh, frescoes, mm-hmm. which are a history of South Africa. It's all com- completely politically incorrect. But it's they're really, really beautiful, really beautiful art inside there. City Hall needs a rallying force behind it. People need to go and fall in love with the City Hall. Okay, so let's leave it there. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. And they should get your book and then and have you. a look at more. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming into the studio. Thank you very much, Homie. And we look forward to the other books. Your your website? Um, AfricaPress.co.za.